0: Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash forever35 today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash forever35.
1: Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Dori Shafrir. I'm Kate Spencer. And we're not experts. But we are two friends who like
0: to talk a lot about old serums.
1: And this here is a mini episode where we hear from you, share your comments and thoughts, and answer your questions to the best of our
0: ability. And while we do love doing that, we do ask that you remember that we are not experts. We're just podcast hosts. So we always encourage you to seek support first and foremost from a doctor and or a mental health professional as needed.
1: And if you want to reach us, our voicemail number is 781-591-0390. And our old email is forever35podcast
0: at gmail.com. Well, we're starting off with a follow-up email. I love a follow-up. I do too. And when we got this email, you forwarded to me and just wrote, I love this. I
1: did. (laughs) I did and I do.
0: Same. Great. Uh this as you may recall if you listen to our mini episodes in consecutive order we had a listener weigh in about maintaining friendships. They were on a hike with a child and a dog and they called us so they were a triple tasker and it sparked a lot a lot of conversation.
1: Well she said in the voicemail that she is not someone who ever initiates hanging out with friends. And that she's very busy, and a lot of times she just waits for people to reach out to her, and that's just how her life is. Yes. And I responded pretty strongly to this. You did. And our listeners responded pretty strongly to this. That is true. And now the hiker herself has responded
0: to the responses. And before we even read their email, I just want to say thank you, triple tasking hiker, for being a person who sparked conversation. Yes. For weighing in, for following up. It's very weird and vulnerable, I imagine, to have a voicemail or an email read on a podcast. Totally. And we are really grateful for it. Yes, we are indeed. And now we are going to read their response. Dear Kate and Dory, I am the triple tasking hiker and I'll admit I was in a spacey headspace when I left that message. When I called in a couple months ago, my intention was to let the person searching for friends know that often if others don't initiate hangouts, that this isn't a reflection of his or her worth or value as a person or friend. I think I may have gotten that point across despite the message I left. I have learned through this interchange that I need to stop and think more about what I say before calling in, hence the email. I was pretty vague about my life because I was trying to respond to the first caller and have a habit of talking too much about myself, which I am working on. In the process, though, I made myself out to be some kind of monster that I don't believe I am. I just want to say don't. Thank you sounded like a monster. Nor do you have H- I have ADHD. I do not regularly flake on friends. I have also felt the pain of wanting friends and struggling to make them. The relevant context for my life is that until about two months ago, I shared a car with my partner who uses it to commute to work where he has an unpredictable schedule. This means that I had to do all the daycare, drop off, pick up doctor visits, sick days, and my own full-time job by foot and bus. I also live an hour from friends and work. So during the first year to 15 months after having my son, it was logistically really hard for me to plan ahead. I never knew when I would have access to a vehicle or childcare outside of work hours, and I felt guilty asking friends to always drive to visit me. I say this not because I want some kind of tiny violin serenade, but this is the context that I should have provided in the first place. However, after I hadn't really thought about this before hearing Dory's suggestion that I think more deeply about why I said I never reach out to people. I'm happy to say that I have a car now and I have made friends in my own town who whom I can see more regularly. But after hearing everyone's impassioned responses and the pain that my words caused, I realized that I would have done a better service to my friends in the other town by simply saying. I'm so sorry. These are the constraints on my life right now. I know that you have your own things going on, but maybe we can do a Skype date with a glass of wine. Parentheses. I've done this. It's fun. I'm so sorry. I can't be more available right now, but I care about our friendship. The finality of saying that you aren't available to do things you used to do is kind of hard, and I think it is easier to keep rescheduling, but per- but perhaps better to rip off the Band-Aid. And then uh, this listener also wanted to say, I understand if you don't have time to read this on the air. Oh, we had time. We do. But I needed to write this because I love you, Forever 35, you ladies in the community. Well, thank you. We love you too. It has been a great source of company for me since I started listening about a year and a half ago. Thanks for pushing me to think through the impact of my inaction.
1: This is a very mature listener. Well, I also just want to and say... And thoughtful response.
0: Yeah, thank you for offering up more information and a really thoughtful way of handling this this conversation and friendships. Yeah, I love this response that she is going to
1: send to her friends in the other town. I do too, and I also love the
0: idea of a Skype date. Yes. I have... I have been in your shoes in many ways, listener, not without a not without a car, but just kind of that feeling of being trapped in a location and unable to leave due to mm-hmm. your work and life circumstances. And I think that's a really smart solution.
1: Yes, I agree. And also, you know, when she says, thanks for pushing me to think through the impact of my inaction, I think that's also really important because I think oftentimes we don't we, we think about the impacts of our actions, but we don't think about the impacts of our inactions and how sometimes not doing something can be just as hurtful mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as doing something. Yeah, so
0: Definitely. Yeah. It's very, very thought provoking. Well, we appreciate you. We appreciate you listening and weighing in and also being the source of such an interesting and complex conversation on this show. Yes. Oh, my Who goodness. Who knew? Who knew? But we really do appreciate it. So thank you very much. And I hope you're still hiking out there with your dog and your kid. Same. (laughs) Um, We have another follow-up.
1: I love follow-ups. I love a follow-up. Don't worry. This was another email that was the topic of much conversation. Yeah. So... This listener writes, Hi, Kate and Dory. I'm the caller who reached out in February about my friend who kissed my crush on New Year's
0: Eve. It's mini episode 48. Remember this? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: The second I read that line, I was like, I remember you. Yeah. Thank you for playing my voicemail and giving me such good insight. It's been about 10 months since that night, and we haven't had any contact. After her initial apology text that felt insincere and dismissive, she never reached out again. Side note, I found out about a month after I called the pod that she had messaged the guy I liked. That was the nail in the coffin that solidified my decision to cut her off. That said, I've recently been thinking a lot about this friend. Let's call her Jane. I don't necessarily miss her, but rather our friendship. This time last year, I was very stressed out and experiencing a lot of change, but I felt invigorated and excited about life. Jane was there through it all. She was always such a good listener and sounding board, cared deeply about what was going on in my life and made it clear that I was a priority to her. I think that's why her actions on New Year's hurt so much and perhaps the reason I was so quick to cut her out. I was definitely an imperfect friend, but I truly can't fathom ever doing that to my best friend. The betrayal just felt so personal and intentional. I think I'm just barely starting to really mourn our friendship and I don't know how to handle it. I don't see how I could ever be friends with Jane again. So I'm not sure if I should be reopening this wound in an attempt to get closure or work to find closure within myself. Do you or any other listeners have any advice on how to process these
0: feelings and get closure? You know, I will tell you I had a a really close friendship that ended oh my gosh, like 17 or 18 years ago now. And I still mourn it. Mm -hmm. And I think closure, I don't know if there's ever going to be a day where you're like, well, I'm done with that friendship and I feel good about all of it and I can walk away. You know, grief over these friendships that end and relationships that end can go on forever. And that's okay.
1: And sometimes, sometimes the grief won't go on forever. Like fair point. These are all these are all different. Like I certainly have friendships that have ended that I never think about. Yeah. And then sometimes when, when the person gets brought up, I'm like, oh yeah, that person yeah. that I used to be friends with. But then there are others where I'm like, it's still painful. So yeah. it just you know, you don't know. And I think allow yourself that space to grieve it. Um and I think that I would say yeah, like allow yourself that space. Allow yourself to mourn it and without without kind of re You don't I don't think you have to like relive what happened to mourn it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I don't think you have to go through everything that Jane did and that and that and your response to it to be like I am sad about this person who I used to be friends with not being in my life anymore.
0: I mean, I also think that if you want to rehabilitate this friendship, that's another choice. like people do shitty things, and it doesn't necessarily mean they are shitty people. Sometimes we make really bad decisions.
1: I feel like this the this Conversation kind of happened the last time we discussed this, and I definitely came down on the
0: side of like (laughs) this person is a shitty person, and I was the one who's like, give him a chance. I guess, I guess we don't have the full context, but but this listener describes how this friend Jane was was so there for them, yeah. And you know, we also don't know how you've been there for Jane. That would be interesting to hear, you know, kind of how you showed up for them too. But well and this person does also say i was definitely an imperfect
1: friend mm. so there's probably another side of this story that we're not hearing yeah. i mean there definitely is another side of the story that we're not that's hearing right.
0: um but but that's not to say that you deserved like what happened to no, you at all of course all. not i just think that sometimes you know I look back on decisions I've made in ways I've hurt people and I'm not proud of them. And I don't think it, you know, I've done work on myself to try to be better. So I I wonder, you know, perhaps that's what your friend Jane is going through as well.
1: Totally. Um, But if our listeners have suggestions about this, I would love to hear them.
0: Yeah. And I should also say sometimes friendship can cool off and you can find each other again when you're both in better places in your lives. Totally.
1: So continuing on the topic of friendship.
0: Woo! I know we just dug right in. We really beginning of this episode, we really
1: did, and I like it.
0: Do you want to read the email? (laughs) Yes, I'll read this. Okay, great. This is another email from a listener. Last year, I got an email from a person I used to be very close with, which honestly shocked me to my core. We were very close in school, but after graduating, moved to separate cities. We kept in touch through visits, texts, and calls. I was invited to her wedding and was excited to attend, but came down with the flu two days before. I sent my apologies with an explanation and a gift, but after that, she was slow to answer my texts and return calls, and after a while, I just quit trying. I was sad, but realized that many school friendships naturally come to a close after big life changes. Years later, she sent me an email full of hatred. I never used that word, but honestly, some of the things she said were totally shocking to me, and the amount of anger in the email was really overwhelming, especially since at the time I thought of us as friends who had just lost touch. Apparently, she spent these past years being angry with me for missing her wedding, but she also took many paragraphs to outline all the things that she feels are wrong with me. I took some time before I wrote back and tried to respond kindly. I said that her message had shocked me and that I had no idea she felt this way. I reminded her that I hadn't attended her wedding because I was not only sick but contagious and that I had been incredibly sad to miss it. I said I wished she had brought all these things up sooner so that instead of spending so much time being angry with me, we could have talked it out. She didn't reply. It's been a year since the email and I thought I had moved on. I have a really great group of close friends, a fulfilling career and a generally happy life. However, the other day I became aware that in a bizarre twist of fate, she has moved to the same town as me. Realizing this brought up all those terrible feelings. I know Dory has mentioned a similar email in her past and I'm just wondering, how do I move on from this? I thought I had, but now I find myself worried that we'll run into each other and I dread the idea of an encounter with someone who clearly hates me. Oh boy. Yeah. The moving to your town. I have this, this gives me so much anxiety. Yeah. I'm so deathly afraid of confrontation. (laughs) Yeah. I would, I would, um, I would say to you, listener, assume that you will run into this person. Totally. You live in a town I mean, even when I lived in New York, I would run into people. So chances are you will run into them. Have a thing you're going to say planned. Just like work it all out in your head. If you see the person, say, you know, whatever it is, just I I would just keep things short, pleasant and move on. I was going to say that, too. I was
1: going to say that is not the time to dissect, you know, what happened in your friendship. I think you can just say, hi, and, you know, hi, nice to see you or. Yes. Or not even say nice to see you. or You know, I just think you can keep it, keep it civil on your end. Yeah. And that's all you can do.
0: I, I think, I mean, we obviously don't know the ins and outs of your friendship with this person, but for someone to send you a very angry email, you to respond, and then for them not, then just to let it die, to me, that's like, they don't deserve your time. They weren't interested in working on your friendship together. They were interested in just like burning you. Yeah. And you know, so I don't know. I, I think you can just say like, Oh, hello. I heard you moved to town. I hope you're doing well here. Bye. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Have you, it.
0: have you Dory um, interacted with the person who sent you uh, an e- the email that was kind of like listing their grievances? I have not seen her IRL since that
1: happened. We don't live in the same city. Yeah. Um we have a lot of mutual friends, but we don't live in the same city. So, you know, I I don't see her. But I think if I still lived in New York, I would probably run into her all the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I had kind of a um ang- a lot of anger towards someone and I kind of ended our relationship, and I think if I were to run into them now, I would it would be fine. Yeah sometimes, you know, things come out in these horrible bursts. Um, but yeah, listener, I think just like protect yourself and your emotions mm-hmm. and your energy and save it for this other, the wonderful life and career that you in friends that you do have. Yeah.
1: Whew. Well, we're going to take a short break. Let's digest
0: all that. Okay. Let's do right it back. All right. and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's
0: happening so fast.
1: It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's at vacations. I mean, it, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. The Super Power Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology, that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me, let me just tell you why.
0: Yeah, get okay, into it. Okay, hey, do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no. I was just going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra
1: gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, Oh God, like get this off of me.
0: No, thank Once you.
1: you, once you start wearing honey love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back.
0: You see also, how it could like, be.
1: Yes. Also like summer sweat under those underwires is like ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever.
0: dot com slash forever 35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash forever
1: 35
0: okay we are back <laughs> i love how you say that <laughs>
1: well you know i just want people to be excited as excited as i am you
0: enunciate every word and it just brings me joy every time <laughs> Why, thank you um we got an email from a listener about our dupes episode. Look, I just want to say, I think at some point down the road, we got to do dupes too. Oh, we got to do dupes two, three, four, and five. Dupe and duper, right? Like we've got to, there's so many dupe sequels.
1: <laughs> dupe and duper.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> dupes back. <laughs> Dupinator, do do back two back in the habit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's my favorite sequel title, by the way.
0: Sister Act two, Sister <laughs> two back in the back habit. habit. <laughs> that is a good one. Well, it you know a, I like a pun. I know you do. <laughs> uh, good movie too. Uh, but uh, we have really had fun doing the dupe episode. We did, and we just got this this one email that I thought we could address this. Yeah. Uh, they wrote. I'm still thoroughly confused about which serum to try. I'm over 50, dry skin that can be sensitive at times. I got a sample of good genes and think it was too much. Dot, dot, dot. Redness after using. There are just so many serums and I want one that is not more than $50 if that is possible. Recommendations, please. Well. Well, we have some recommendations. And we both went to the same line, which is good old The Ordinary. Yeah. I think The Ordinary's Buffet Serum would meet all your needs. People, One, people love it. Mm -hmm. I've tried it. I really like it. It has hyaluronic acid, which would be good for dryness. It's got a lot of peptides in it, Mm. which can help with confined lines. Love a peptide. can help brighten your skin. And also, I think peptides calm skin. So if you've got redness... You might just want to pep Look at time. You,
1: Dr. <laughs> Kate Spencer, dermatologist. dermatologist at your service. Hello. <laughs> Dory. thoughts from you? Um, well, I also suggested The Ordinary. They they also make a straight up hyaluronic yeah. acid serum that people do love, and it costs $6.80. Yeah, and I think the buffet is like $14. Yeah, so you know, both like, within your price range. Yeah. Um, also, Paula's Choice, which you know, has come up several times on this pod. Listener favorite. Listener fave. They make a hyaluronic acid booster. I have Ooh. not used this, but I'm intrigued. It is apparently a gel and you use it, you can use it in addition to your serum and moisturizer. Ooh. It's just a booster. That sounds nice. And it's $36. So I, I might try it myself.
0: Well, we both talked about how we want to dip our toes into Paula's Choice. We did. Because but we have I not. don't
1: want to put the booster on my toes <laughs>
0: you know what? that would be Don't a worry. waste
1: <laughs>
0: can you imagine if we were seruming our toes
1: i mean people must do it i bet j-lo does it
0: oh gosh she must probably puts augustina's bodder i, say I it, right? think
1: i think she has said she uses la
0: mer all over her whole body no. well they do make body creams yeah can you imagine i mean look at her although listen listen she is doing something right
1: all right so listener i hope those uh
0: Suggestions are helpful,
1: and please keep us posted and report
0: back if you try any of them. Yep, yep, yep. Let us know. Also, want to say if there's a Sephora sale, you can get that stuff, you know, for ten to twenty percent off.
1: I believe the Ordinary is
0: never included (gasps) in the Sephora sales. Ding, ding, ding! I didn't know that. Possibly because the price point is is already so low. Mm.
1: Listeners, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like I have looked into this and been like, oh. That makes sense for that exact reason. Goodness me. Okay. Um, All right.
0: Switching gears as we do. We received so much feedback for this teacher who was feeling unappreciated at their job. Yes. And this is just the tip of the iceberg of the wonderful suggestions we got. Okay. I'm going to play this voicemail.
3: Hi, Kate and Dory. Um, I am calling in response to um, a caller who um was having um issues feeling uh unappreciated or underappreciated um at her job. Um and I just wanted to call because I really relate to that. Um I'm also an art teacher. Um and I a couple of years ago just to keep a long story short, um a couple of years ago, um I had a meeting that really changed my perspective um of what I was within that Um, sort of working community community. Um, and it seemed like I was replaceable um, and that I was not um, as valued as I thought I was. Um, So, in response to the caller and um, sort of as my own response to the things that I was going through, um, I have two solutions. One is short-term and the other is long-term. The short-term solution is... Um, to get yourself a self-care box Um, it's kind of like my first aid kit when I am feeling that way Um, so I I think I first started I had like mints and rose water mist uh, and whatever I needed to just kind of remind myself that like I can take two seconds and like mist my face (laughs) um, and feel a little bit better and feel a little bit appreciated Um, and then the second thing the long term is that Nothing is permanent. Um, either things are going to change where you work or you're going to find something better that treats you better. Um, and I don't think it hurts to keep looking for another job or something where you think you'll either get more out of it or you'll be more valued. Um, so build your resume. Um, kind of build that up as an armor um, and so that you don't need this job. Um, so. Those are two suggestions I have, um, and I hope that uh, things get better for you and um, you'll get through it. All right, thank you. Bye.
0: I love the idea of a self care box. box. Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> me too. I mean, you know, the second I heard that they were misting themselves for self care, like, <laughs> mm-hmm, we are cut from the same cloth. We are simpatico. I, I yet, truly, like a little bit of just like a lavender oil roll on, I find very calming. Yeah some sort of like positive affirmation something i don't yes. know yeah, I, I feel like you could get really into this I would, maybe i would like to make a self-care yeah. box Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. if i made one would anyone want it yeah let me know hello Oh. <laughs> i'm right
1: here <laughs> do you want me to make you one god it's mm-hmm. like i'm invisible oh. I'm, like, I'm so sorry <laughs> it's
0: okay uh yeah I i think that's a really you have to take care of yourself yeah yes For sure. I thought this was great. And also, yeah, like keep your eye out for new. Totally. I think that's just good advice across the board. Anytime.
1: All right. Here's one more voicemail about these issues.
4: Hi, Kate and Dory. I'm Carissa from Pennsylvania, and I am calling in response to Kate, the art teacher from Kansas City, who is feeling overwhelmed and underappreciated in her job. I have been a teacher myself working in the field for about 12 years now, um, so I know exactly what that feels like. One of the biggest things that I can say is that this art teacher needs to get herself um, what I like to call a bad day folder. That can either be in print or it might be something on her computer, uh, maybe in email or something like that, but every time she receives a kind note from a parent, a student, a fellow administrator, or colleague, um, that goes in the bad day folder. And so when you are feeling underappreciated or overwhelmed with your job or just having a really bad day in general, you just get that bad day folder out, and it really reminds you how much of a difference you are making in someone's life or some student's life. And that makes a huge difference on days like that when you just feel like, why am I doing this and what is this for? The second one I definitely have to recommend is um, just for this art teacher, maybe she might want to think about showing some appreciation for others because it's that kindness circle that kind of just goes around and around. Um, So showing your appreciation for others, like, your fellow librarian on Librarian Week and or Teacher Appreciation Day, um, maybe having her kids in art class make a um, picture for uh, the teachers that they appreciate, or maybe on Dot Day they celebrate their students and um, fellow colleagues or whatnot, um, and I think that once she starts to do that, once she starts to show that gratitude towards her fellow colleagues, I mean, she might need She might start to notice that others are reciprocating and showing that appreciation towards her. And I feel like that is just going to create a world of difference for the culture of her school, number one, and also for her gratitude practice and for her to feel that appreciation in her work. Um, I love the podcast. I listen all the time, and um, I hope this advice helps uh, fellow teachers out there. So bye, guys. Thanks
1: self-care box in a bad day folder
0: put them in your like what a great (laughs) toolkit totally also i just i'm like so thrilled that we have teachers who listen to this show
1: yeah same teachers and librarians yeah
0: thank you that just like rocks my world and we had we had lots of other teachers weigh in including this next emailer Mm -hmm. this barb we're going to be talking about a hair suggestion from barb but barb also mentioned in their email which we're not going to read this part but that they're a teacher too yeah I mean, we love Barb. We
1: love Barb. Uh, Barb. Barb is back. And she says, it's me, Barb, your oldie but goodie fan from last season or maybe the year before. Listener asked about what to do for dried out hair. One suggestion I had and do is once a week mixing a bit of Neutrogena clarifying shampoo with some baking soda slash make a paste. Rinse out, then use cream rinse or conditioner. It's the only way... To really get rid of all the buildup, especially if you use products like I do. Puff Me Hairspray, etc. What is Puff
0: Me? I don't know. I didn't Google it. I Barb. Googling it right what now. What is Puff Me?
1: Puff Me is a volumizing cloud mist. Who makes it?
0: Is the company called Puff Me?
1: It is made by a company called design.me. Barb,
0: send us a picture of your Says bathroom it's for, vanity.
1: <laughs> for volume for normal to coarse hair, the first ever volumizing powder spray in a pump.
0: I'm intrigued.
1: Odor and mess free. It said it, it's made for normal to thick hair. Would not be good for me. <laughs> I'm going to pass on Puff Me.
0: But I'm intrigued. And hey, Barb, we love hearing from you. We do. So keep it coming. Yeah, please. Weigh in. Send us pics of Puff Anytime. Me. I'm very curious about Puff Me. All right. We're going to take another short break. We are back. There you go. <laughs> you're Feels getting weird. it. Feels weird coming out of my mouth. Feels good though, right? Yeah, I like I like the little pauses between yeah. the words. It's Like you're showing your enthusiasm. I'm I'm excited. Good. I'm really excited for this voicemail. Okay, here we go.
2: Hi, Tory. Hi, Kate. It's Katie Shinton. I hope you can hear me. I'm at my son's swimming lessons. So the acoustics at this indoor pool are not great. But I had a question I just remembered, literally just seeing an Instagram post, that I forgot, neglected to remember a wedding gift for a wedding we attended last summer. And um, I know, I think it's a year, is it one year where you can still send them a gift? It might have been before last summer. It was sometime last year, this wedding. I have to figure it out. Anyhow. I'm feeling, it's sort of like the thank you note thing, like, I just feel, like, horrible if they know that we didn't get them a gift, but then when I got married, I didn't really keep track of gifts versus um, guests who attended or not, so, um, anyhow, it just feels kind of weird to send one now, it feels so late, but it also feels weird not to send one, because it's a really close friend. Um, somebody I don't see much, but, you know, just very close. to work together. Sorry for the long winded voicemail. Anyhow, would love your thoughts as always. Thanks. Bye. Send that gift.
0: Yeah, just send it. Don't worry about it. Totally. And you can just say like, hey, sorry. I, you know, I I forgot because life is busy, but I want to still honor your marriage. Yeah, Accelerate you. Yeah, totally. And it doesn't have to be if their registry has been fully bought out or whatever. Send yeah, it. just make send, a donation. Yeah,
1: just send something.
0: Yeah, no, and it's don't fine. worry about it. It is fine. It's fine. I also like all that like bullshit etiquette that's made like that we feel stressed to follow. Of like, you have one year, and then after right. that year, you're some like
1: yeah. You know,
0: we're all humans. I mean,
1: you just sent a thank you note. Nine, Nine years, years late. Nine years so, later. You so you
0: know it's fine. Don't worry, Katie. You're you're doing great. All right. Do you want to read this last email? Oh, don't mind if I do. The reason I'm emailing is because I would like advice as a recent college graduate and new nurse. I would love to hear advice from your nurse listeners on how best to take care of oneself as a nurse and how they coped in their first year of nursing. I know I'm heading into a career that will take a lot out of me, but I want to try my best to fill my cup and avoid burnout. Secondly, for both Kate and Dory, I know this is an incredibly personal question to ask, so I understand if it won't be answered. I know you both, well, guess what? It's being answered. I know you both have had very personal experiences in the healthcare setting, either as a patient or a family member. What were qualities or actions that nurses or any other healthcare worker had or did that stood out to you and made a hard, scary, emotional experience easier? I would deeply value your thoughts on this. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I have a lot of nurses in my family. Do you? I do. I have a few. Uh, my grandmother was a nurse. My aunt's a nurse. My oh, cousin's wow. wife is a nurse.
1: My mother-in-law is a nurse. Oh, yeah.
0: Look mm-hmm. at that. So we, we have nurses to draw from, but I would love, like, do you think there are nurse Forever 35 listeners? Oh, definitely. That rocks my world.
1: I know there are nurse Excellent Adventure listeners.
0: I I will say my initial just feeling about nurses was formed. As a caregiver for my mom, yeah. so specifically it was a lot of oncology nurses nurses are the best totally they are truly amazing people I love nurses i I, I think you know we we had ner- oncology nurses we had hospice nurses and then later I had experiences with nurses because um, I gave birth twice in a hospital and my first birth was kind of not so I think that biggest thing is like one take care of yourself because nursing is hard totally and grueling and emotional i'm sure and two like just kindness and empathy and an understanding that like for a lot of people what's happening is scary even if it's something that like may not seem like a big deal like getting a iv put in or something yeah you know just always always having understanding that your patients you know might be scared. It sounds like you, the fact that you're asking this makes me feel like you're going to be great. Totally, Dory. Thoughts on nurses? Yeah, I mean, I I think empathy is the
1: number one thing, and just kind of putting yourself in the patient's shoes. Like they might be in pain. They might not have slept for a couple days. Um, I'm just thinking about you know when I was in the hospital after giving birth to Henry. Yeah. Um, it was the first time I had stayed overnight in the hospital, and you know it was very unfamiliar I was sort of out of it in a lot of pain and the nurses were just amazing and what i appreciated was even when they were busy they were always caring and they never seemed like they were you know rushed yeah. um if they couldn't like get to me within a couple minutes they always were apologetic and i never felt like i was just I was in like a hospital factory, yeah. you know, um, also like little things when people sort of go above and beyond is always appreciated. It might not seem like a big deal to you, but I think it is a big deal to patients. Um, I'm just thinking specifically of when, you know, I was 12 hours into my 40 hour induction and we asked if we could switch rooms, which like is normally frowned upon and a nurse like made it happen
0: Hey nurse yeah and that was awesome yeah and I think one thing by the way I can hear Henry just weighing in, <laughs> in the background he's like I was there I love nurses <laughs> um a lot of my mom's nurses like got to know her and knew yeah. her name and I and that is very meaningful and I imagine it's very hard to keep track of all the patients that you have coming in and out and things change and but I think to feel seen when you are receiving medical care is so important because it can feel so daunting and to to just feel seen and cared for in that way. I like could start crying. If you are a nurse at Mass General, I just need you to specifically know, I love you so much. Aww. But they were just so amazing. And even my mom's like oncologist sent sent us a message after she passed. Like Aww, so that nice. kind of stuff I think can be really nice yeah like to feel to feel like they know you yeah and to feel
1: like a human
0: yeah but also like you know i liked when when i was giving birth like the you would have your nurse's name like written on a little thing in the wall like you kind of i
1: don't know you want to be like buddy buddies with them it's those like really simple
0: things of just like human connection that i
1: think are important
0: yeah and i and i would love to hear from other nurses to answer your first question of how to care for yourself yeah as a nurse yeah Gee whiz. Gee Willickers. Well, we are done.
1: We are. Thank you all so much for yeah. listening and writing us and voicemailing us and We're following up. Yeah, we love it all. We really appreciate you. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.